Welcome, I'm David Nurse, MBA shooting coach turned life optimization coach, speaker, author, leader of all types. On this show, we bring on high performers, athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, people doing amazing things in this world, but they weren't always at that spot. And we talk about how they got through their stuck situation and made their pivot to achieve their success. So join me every week as we pivot and go. I'm dreaming vivid, so I'm living my goals. Written to existence, you know I'm doing the most. I'm steady winning, having breakfast for dinner, cause I'm always giving the toast. I live that 1% of lifestyle, didn't you know? Doing what I can just to get in the zone. Incremental change to help you get in the flow. But if you hit the wall, gotta pivot and go. Switch your perspective and go for the goal. That ain't the end of the road, just pivot and go. Welcome back to another episode of the Pivot and Go podcast. Thank you for joining me here today. I hope your week is just going phenomenally, that you just count your little wins that you've had in this week. Just be thankful and grateful for all the things that you've already had, because this guy is going to show you how to absolutely take that to another level. He changed my life. He changed my life in gift giving, the importance of gift giving in the giftology mindset. His name is John Rulin. So John is going to teach you about how, hey, it's not just about getting a Starbucks gift card or just telling somebody thank you or getting them a gift on Christmas, but how to actually use gift giving for your advantage to grow relationships, to pour into others without expecting anything in return and getting everything in return. So you can check this podcast out on YouTube, Spotify, the podcast app, anywhere podcasts are found. Check us out on YouTube. You'll be able to see John. You'll be able to connect with him even more. But he's going to blow your mind on gift giving. Get ready because you'll be able to fill the love tank of whoever your significant other is big time. Trust me, it worked for me. So everybody buckle up because here we go. Pivot and go. John Rulin, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. Man, I have been a big fan of yours for a long time, and it's because you changed my life. You introduced me to the true art of gift giving. My wife's love language is gift giving and receiving. So basically, you helped me fill my wife's love tank daily. Thank you for coming on, brother. Dude, we, you know, marriage counseling, you know, marriage expert, <laughs> you know, whatever. We do what we can. Uh, John, start us off with a bang, something that maybe not everybody knows about you, not necessarily the gift giving, but something different off the wall. Yeah, dude, I would say uh, something that I just posted that uh, is kind of a new obsession is uh, become a cold plunge tank fanatic and just got my first cold plunge tank and doing the, uh, the 40 degrees Morosco Fords, these guys out of Arizona, uh, bought one from, uh, from them. And so every day, I'm, uh, I'm spending four minutes at 40 degrees to, uh, to get the, uh, you know, the blood flow and, and taking care of inflammation and all that kind of craziness. So I'm, I'm a big Wim Hof guy. It's a game changer, isn't it? I take a three-minute ice-cold shower because in an apartment in L.A., I don't have enough room for one of them. But the first buy that I get when I move into a house is going to be one. Is, is there a self-cleaning one? That's the one I want. Yeah, oh, the ozone, God. it goes down, it, ice starts forming on top, right. it goes down to 33 degrees, oh. filter, you know, it's like, it's like six feet long, it's, 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 uh, it's a work of art, but man, it's, uh, I was doing, I, I did the cold showers for two years, and I was like, I need to take it up a notch and pair it with the, the sauna, mm. and so uh, that was a little, uh, little gift to myself. 
you're you're an optimization guy, man, true to my heart. And if if my wife is listening to this, that would be a gift that would fill my love tank. So Taylor, please look into that. <laughs> uh, no, John, when we have people on the Pivot and Go podcast, we ask them what their biggest life pivot was because we all didn't just happen to be here. You didn't just happen to be this amazing, successful guy writing giftology and running this great company. Did you have a time in your life where you felt stuck? You felt stuck and you made a pivot and now you're able to accomplish what you do today. Yeah, man. I mean, I, a lot of what I do with giftology was not to start. I grew up milking goats on a farm. I wanted to get out of Dodge because I was poor and I was going to go be a doctor. But to pay for med school, I uh, started working for Time Warner Cable. I was climbing the ladders and I fell off the ladder two different times. I should have gotten paralyzed, but I got lucky both times. Wow. And I was looking for a way to pay for med school. And I didn't want to go work at Gap or whatever else. And so... <laughs> Out of desperation, I uh, had a buddy who was a seminary student and was the worst salesman on the planet, but he started selling Cutco knives. And I was like, if Steve Wiggers can do that, I can at least sh you know, shift gears and try. And my fourth appointment of selling knives was my girlfriend's dad, who was a rainmaker, relationship builder, attorney, and super generous. And uh, I pitched him the idea of giving away knives to all of his clients because they're CEOs of companies and they're dudes. They like the outdoors, hunting, fishing. And uh, he changed my life forever. He's like, John, I don't want to order the pocket knives that are like 200 bucks a piece. I want to order the pairing knives. And I was like, what are you talking about? You want to give a bunch of dude CEOs of big companies like a kitchen tool? <laughs> and he, I said, why? And he said, John, the reason I have more referrals, access, deal flow, is I found out if you take care of the family, everything else takes care of itself. So I put med school on hold. I started a gifting agency and started to teach people how to use, nobody cares about gifts, but everybody, you know, your, your wife does. But in business, most people aren't being like, oh, I got to get my gifting strategy right. But everybody cares about relationships. So that was the, the shift or the pivot for me was I went mm -hmm. from med school to um, becoming an entrepreneur. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. But uh, by the time I was a senior in college, out of 2 million reps that Cutco's worked with in seven years, we became their number one rep in the history of the company. Wow, and you guys have just a great network of Cutco superstars. One of our mutual friends, Justin Donald, there's many people that came from Cutco. I feel like that's Hal like- Hal Elrod. Hal, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Hal's awesome. And you well, got- I mean, even the founder of Uber, you know, Travis Counten, is uh, his first job, 17 years old, slinging Cutco blades. <laughs> if, you can, if, you, if you can learn how to sell yeah. a good product, handle yeah. objections, yeah. like. Nobody likes to go walk into somebody's home that they've never met before and sell them like, you know, a thousand or five thousand or ten thousand dollars in knives. If you can do that, there's not a whole lot in life that's going to be like more difficult than selling, you know, high-end luxury right. knives to uh, somebody you've never met before. So yeah, it's it's a breeding ground. It's really I, I view it as like the Tony Robbins for college kids because if it's the like the personal development and handling, you know, I was reading John Maxwell and Tony Robbins at 20 because Cutco because that was the vibe. They're really like an amazing cutlery company, but they're even better as a training company. Wow, man. Okay, if anybody's stuck out there, try to get a job with Cutco. That's your way to go. No, I love it. Hey, we got we got to dive into the art of gift giving, man. And I heard you on our friend Jordan Harbinger's podcast, and I always thought gift giving was something, uh, you know, second nature thing. You know, I'm gonna get a Starbucks gift card. I might even, you know, throw out my my swag, my shirt, or regift something. Till I listen to you. And gift giving literally is a game changer. How, how can we pivot our perspective on gift giving and, it's, and look at it as something as, as an investment? And 
I think you talk about it is the 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 Jewish tradition sudaka, and where you put money yeah. away, put money away for gift giving. Can you talk about just let's just get into the the art of gift giving and just why is it so important? Yeah, well, it's it's been important for thousands of years. Like I didn't invent gift giving. Most people have confused what a promotional product and a tchotchke is. You know, yeah. tchotchkes in their Jewish words, it's a trinket. And everybody says I'm all about relationships with my employees, my culture, my yeah my clients, my suppliers. And yet, like if you look at Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 16 says, a gift ushers you before kings. Like kings back in the Old Testament or back 5,000 years ago would give like, if a king was given to another king, they wouldn't give like a sheep, they'd give 10,000 head of cattle. Why? Because they understand that the value of the relationship is shown by how you show up for that relationship. Mm -hmm. Whether that's your spouse, your top 100 clients, your top 1,000 employees, like we, all want to know that we matter. And most people say, hey, you matter. I care about you. And then if you hand them a piece of plastic and say, go buy your own gift. I don't know you well enough. You weren't worth my time to go buy you something. You're actually communicating that they don't matter. You're actually spending money to do the opposite. So most people think like, oh, I'm a seven out of 10 on gifting. But honestly, they're, most business leaders, most even in pro sports, I don't care the industry, nonprofit, they're a negative three. Because most people are saying like, I don't know you well enough. You don't care. I don't, you don't matter. I, you know, here's, a, here's some piece of crap from China with my logo on it. Go advertise for me. That's not a gift. That's a manipulation. So there's billions of dollars spent in every industry under the sun, literally investing dollars or having an expense that damages the relationship. Now, in our Western polite culture, we'll say thank you for the trinket. We'll say thank you for the the book swag or the whatever, but internally they're thinking, what a cheap SOB. Like I just spent 50 grand with them and they sent me, you know, like some polo shirt with a logo the size of my you know, softball on it. Are you insane? Like that's how you're gonna show gratitude and appreciation for me. So we all, like most people in business, we check the box and that's not how relationships happen. That's not how you get referrals. That's not how you get ambassadors and advocates. So almost every rule on the planet is broken. Like what people teach you in marketing and branding books is the opposite of what you want to do if you really want to have relationships run through walls for you. All right. So as you know, I am a nut for optimization. That's having your body and your mind at the highest level possible. So, I mean, I make a lot of protein smoothies and I make them taste really, really good. But I have to know it has the highest quality ingredients. I don't want any of all this other junk that everybody throws in that you see at GNC. And I have found that brand, New Zest. They're plant-based ingredients, the purest and most potent source of nutrition to give you a powerful, well-balanced mix of essential vitamins and minerals. I'm telling you, the creamy vanilla, the matcha flavor, I'll mix it into smoothies, into yogurt. Sometimes I'll just open up the package and drink it straight. It's that good. And it's that good for you. New Zest. So New Zest is giving listeners to this podcast, this Pivot and Go podcast, a special deal lucky for you. If you look at the link below and in the show notes, you will see it's Pivot 15. Pivot 15 will give you 15% off any purchase at New Zest. NewZest.com Pivot 15. Get your protein powder upgraded. Gosh, that's so good. Relationships. And you know what's funny is Jordan Harbinger, we mentioned earlier, when me and my wife were on our honeymoon, 
we show up at the hotel and walk into the room and there's this massive fruit and chocolates covered all there from Jordan and his wife. And I'll never forget that. I'll do anything for Jordan because he went out of his way. So is that the important part? If you can say like, you know what, maybe I don't have a huge budget. Is it the effort put into it? I found that is with my wife. And I've got an, I'll tell you yeah. off air, an amazing gift I got coming for a birthday to blow you away. But anyways, is that it? Is it the effort? It's the, it's everything. It's like if you, it's the energy, it's the yeah, effort. Ooh, People energy. say, John, it's the thought that counts. I'm like, that's BS. You don't tell your wife <laughs> it's the thought that counts. You say it's, it's nice. the thoughtful thought. So it's, it's the energy, it's the planning, it's the timing. It's even simple things like people will be like, John, I did giftology and my company didn't work. And I'm like, did you do giftology? And they're like, well, we did giftology-ish. Yeah. And I'm like, well, imagine if you bake bread 100,000 times, but you don't put yeast in. <laughs> Guess what you don't get? You don't get bread. You get matzah, you don't get bread. So like the little things all accumulate to show like, wow, there's a handwritten note with it. Wow, that person put thought and energy and effort and they know me and they personalized it with my name, with my family name, with my favorite scripture verse or my favorite quote or you know, like what we did for Tony Robbins for a client. You know, they, we did a knife set and people are like, yeah. really, knives for Tony Robbins? I'm like, well, not about the stupid knives. On this like $7,500 knife set, on all 40 knives, we cut 40 or 80 of his top quotes over 40 years. Every piece, every blade was engraved with, his, with, with wisdom that he had spoke into it. And then we put it inside a $2,500 box. Tony could go buy a million of those knife sets. It was the intention. It was the, intention. the it, you basically created an heirloom that his kids and grandkids someday will fight over. So it's not about spending more money than your competitor. It's about being more thoughtful and creative and innovative and people, like most people do their Facebook ads or their advertising really creative and then their gifting, they do it like a, a Motel 6 level and they wonder why it doesn't work. They didn't put any energy and effort and, and, and commitment into it. So it, it shows up as like, oh, that's half-baked. They didn't even try. They just wanted to send me something so they could check the box at Christmas. It's the worst time, by the way. The timing of the gift is just as important as what you're sending. If you do gifts for your wife or your client on anniversaries, birthdays, Christmas, those are table stakes. You don't get brownie points. But if you start showing up for your wife or your client or your employees a few times a year on random Tuesdays, and, and why are you giving the gift? Not because of a transaction, not because of a birthday, not because of anything other than just because I was thinking of you. Now you get somebody's heart because they're like, wow, they did this out of choice, not out of expectation or obligation. That's where relationships flourish is when people are showing up out of choice, not because they had to. Man, spot on. And everything is relationships. You know it. I know it. Like literally, I couldn't do anything that I do without the relationships that I've been blessed with. And it is about giving without expecting anything in return. So I love how you talk about strategic gift giving. But the win is you're not expecting anything in return and you're getting the... I mean, you're getting the, the, the feeling that I mean, you're giving to someone. They're enjoying that. And also, that's the cool thing because it ends up coming back to you tenfold in the end. Why can't people understand that? Why can't people say, hey, here's my 10%. I'm going to cut this out of any spending, and I'm going to only focus on this 10% of giving gifts. Why, can't, why, why are people so stuck on that? Well, I think we, we're in a culture where we want to like send, send the text and get the response. We want the ah, immediate true, response. True. I think that it feels weird or awkward or like, what, what, what if it doesn't work? And what we don't realize, whether you believe in a God or not, like that's how God's wired the world. It's, it's Jewish tradition, it's Christian tradition. It's like you reap what you sow, you plant good seeds. Mm. But what's interesting is, you know, even Vaynerchuk talks about like his book was jab, 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 right hook. 
It's give, give, give. So it's over and over again. And everybody says they play the long game, but most people's long game is days, maybe like three months. Yeah. Like the long game is not days, it's decades. And so it's weird for people to say like, I might plant this seed and I might not reap anything from this for three years, five years, 10 years, or not at all. But maybe that person tells somebody else and it comes back. And so they're not understanding that it's not ROI, it's return on relationship. And if you pour into relationships ah. consistently, you'll eventually get the one oak tree that produces a harvest that you can't even handle. And that's what people don't understand. It might not always be the person you're given to. It might be their, their sister, their brother, the person they told. You know, like you put good things into the world. It's like, it's just how the world's wired, but most people don't let it play out. And so they end up ruining it. They give the gift and then ask for the referral. They give the gift after the deal's done. Those aren't gifts. Those are, tran- those are transactional relationships. Those are tit for tats. Those are give to gets. And that's, nobody likes to be manipulated. So when we walk people through a relationship plan and you know, you're trying to go download our entire playbook, by the way, what we take like the Cubs through and charge thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, then go to Giftology system and walk through our whole playbook. But if you notice when we walk people through that and go to giftologysystem.com, the whole thing's there. There's no like, you know, special fees or whatever else. But it's a long game. It's like I tell people all the time, if you're not willing to commit to this for three years, you can't come on board with us as a client. And like, what are you talking about? I'm like, if you do this for three months and then switch back to being Ebenezer Scrooge, you're going to actually <laughs> show people that it was a tactic. It's not your heart set. It's not your mindset. You're just doing this to manipulate. Yeah. And people like, especially the higher up the food chain you go where they like, everybody's coming at them. They feel your intention. They feel like, where's the ass coming from? Like the gift arrived now a week later, I'm going to, you know, and that, that just feels gross. It feels slimy. It doesn't feel good. So all the little things of playing the true long game. But if you do it, I've literally seen where like the Brooks Brothers experience, the $7,000 in clothing for Cameron Harrell wrote double, double. That's produced over a 50 X for me personally. I've had clients that have gotten from our agency a thousand X. Show me another part in your business other than relationships where you can get a thousand X return on, on investment. It's not Facebook ads. There's no other thing on, I've ever seen than investing in human beings because that's at the end of the day. Yeah, it's great to have 10 million followers on Instagram or whatever else, but oftentimes it's like you have 20 of the right people. You have the John Gordons or the Ed Milets in your corner. It, like, you don't need very many of those people to have your back to move mountains. It's not about the followers. It's about who really has your back and who really will take your phone call and who's really out there selling and advocating and referring on your behalf that changes everything. John, you hit the nail on the head. It's funny you use those two names. These great, great friends of Ed Milet and John Gordon, who literally that's how I just got my three-book deal was because of them. It wasn't because anything I did, but it's a return on relationships. You hit the nail on the head. I love that. The oak tree that the harvest can't handle. Woo-hoo. That's gold, man. Hey, can you tell us about the Brooks Brother experiment? I was going to get into that because I think that success story is so powerful. And that was one of the first ones that you tasted, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, my business partner almost disowned me. I mean, he owned half the company. He was like, dude, you're, what? that's like a, a, a month's worth of budget on one human. Wow. I was like, but this guy could change our life forever. So Cameron, it, for people that don't know him, like he's written five books. He literally has coached the Sheikh of Qatar in their 300 companies. He literally is, you know, CEO whisperer. And I, when I met him, I knew I couldn't afford his like $20,000 a month coaching. And so like everybody, we all have these people we want to get, not just as a client, we want them as a friend, a mentor, an advisor. We want to have a relationship with them that's real. 
So I found, long story short, I found out that he loved Brooks Brothers. And when he was coming to Cleveland, which is where I was living, he wasn't going to have time to go shopping because his flights were delayed. And so I went and found out what his shirt size was and clothing size was. And I bought everything in the new fall collection, the entire store in his size, all the jackets, suits, belts, pants, everything. It was $7,000. And then we outfitted his Ritz-Carlton room to look like a Brooks Brothers store. So suits, belts, <laughs> shoes. And you could tell when Cameron got in, I'm, I'm drinking like a triple on the rocks because I, I was, and I'm not a big drinker, but I was so nervous that he's going to, you know, my partner's like, he's going to think you're a stalker. This is the worst idea ever. <laughs> and you could tell he didn't want to go to dinner with me. I invited him, ironically enough, opening night to Cavs, LeBron's in town. I'm season ticket holder, lower level. And you could tell, like, he could give two rips about the basketball game because everybody does basketball, dinner, golf, all that stuff. Everybody follows the same playbook, right, in business. We do all the same stupid stuff yeah. as our competitors, wow. and we wonder why it doesn't work. So Cameron went up to his room, came back down, and he's like the size of silver dollars when he came down. He was like floating when he got off the elevator. He's like, John, whatever you want to talk about, for as long as you want to talk about it, I'm all ears. I've never had anybody that's treated me and made me feel this way. So most people would stop there. Well, after that, I didn't ask him for anything. We went to dinner. I invested probably 25 grand over the next decade in that relationship. Wow. Why? Well, it's when you show up for people after you don't have to. It's like you don't like propose to your wife and give her the big rock and then be like, honey, we're, you know, like <laughs> you got what you got. Like just be happy that you're married. No, you like continue to pour into the relationship if you want it to thrive. And so Cameron, before I was speaking, um, I was begging to speak for free before Giftology, the book came out. And Cameron would get double booked, and he'd be like, you got to book John Rulin. They'd be like, who the heck is John Rulin? Wow. And he'd be like, just trust me. So my first 10, 20, 30, $40,000 speaking gigs and beyond came as a direct result of Cameron advocating and selling the event planner, the CEO. Like all of his clients, guess what he sends? He uses our agency to send love bombs, knives and mugs and all kinds of crazy you know, $1,000 mugs, insane stuff to all of his clients. He pays for it, by the way. It's not free. So he pays money to go sell his clients on why they should work with me. And he doesn't make a commission. He does it because, and here's the kicker. People are like, John, like, like, why do you do that? And I'm like, well, if I wanted to hire Cameron for one year as of my sales rep, it cost me $2 million and he probably would still say no. I invested 25 grand over a decade total and I get Cameron to sell on my behalf for the rest of my life because he's inspired, because he wants to see me win. That doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen after doing a gift or two in three months. That happens because you, like, you show up consistently and there's a mm. compound interest mm. to when you make those deposits that you, like, people can't help but want to go refer you business without even asking, but it doesn't happen in the first year, even in the second year. It happens because you show up for them over and over and over again and your book deal. Like to hire an agent and get a three book deal when you're, you're an unknown author, is unheard of but because you got the right dudes out there selling on your behalf guy who yep. sold four million books john gordon guy who has a massive following ed milet the publishers are like where do we sign <laughs> because of who you have selling not just like everybody says they're in your corner but like actually going out of their way to advocate is a way different thing than saying oh yeah i like that person that's not active loyalty active loyalty is I want David to crush it and win, and we're gonna make sure he wins because we know he's gonna go pour into other people and do the same thing. David and go. Oh, oh, you know that feeling you get when you just wake up and you are not rested or recharged? 
Yeah, we all have it. We all go through it. How do I wake up with full energy every single day? It is literally the game changer itself. Chilly sleep. I have an Uller that goes underneath my mattress and cools my body temperature to the ideal temperature to get deep sleep. REM, high HRV scores. Now I have mine pretty cold at about 57 degrees. The optimal level is between 57 and 65 degrees. I have a weighted blanket, which just cools my body. And I'm just sleeping in restorative sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, no matter how many hours I get, I am juiced up and ready to go. And lucky for you, you can wake up the same way. The people at Chili Sleep are giving you a discount, giving you a code. So go to chilitechnology.com forward slash pages forward slash David Nurse to get your special discount pricing there. Remember, that is chilitechnology.com forward slash pages forward slash David Nurse. Or just click the link below and it'll take you right there. It's sleep like a polar bear tonight. Get the best night's sleep of your life. Chilly sleep. Man, I love your energy and I love your passion. And you're going to be one of those guys that I just love to introduce to people. And I know we got introduced by one of those guys, Brad Lominek, who is that type of person. But it just feels so good to put great people together. Everybody thinks the pie has to just be one size. But, man, you can stack that pie with a double layer, with extra whipped cream. Like, it can continue to grow. We need more good people like yourself. A mode, baby. Ah. There's always room for ice cream. Make that, yeah. Ooh, There's taking, always room for ice cream. I'm taking that saying, a la mode. Hey, so if you could say... That's like one point of how people can look at giving the perfect gift. Would you say think outside the box? It's almost like an analogy play on words. The box is the gift, but you need to think outside that box to actually, because if you look at it, like people are like, oh, we'll do a golf outing. We'll do an NBA game like that. We'll get the Starbucks gift card and everything. But how do you get that? How do you start making that process of getting the right gift for someone? Well, the bottom line is a gift. Most people give gifts that they like. If you like steak, you give steaks. If you give wine, you give wine. Mm-hmm. If you like golfing, you take people golfing because that you're shopping with your own eyes. But if you want to blow your wife away, you have to think like she does. And so a gift by its very nature, most people in Western culture make the gift about themselves, their colors, what they like on their It's like, I've been in business 50 years, here's a gift. That, that's not about me. <laughs> the gift should be about them. And so if you want it to be an emotional gift, the gift should be all about the other person. And when you do that, plus add Seth Godin's concept of being a purple cow, so you go all in on personalizing it to them, and then you like make it unique and different than they've ever received. The reason the knives work is most people send Pro V1s or wine. If everybody did these thousand hour artifact mugs for everybody, it would just be marketing noise because everybody was doing it. But because so many people do the same jackets and planters and you know the same you know polo shirts and all the crap then that's why like our first nba client was the orlando magic and they're like john everybody in the nba does basketballs jerseys nets the same stuff you can only have so many basketballs it's cool but like you can only have so many so like when we started doing the knives for the magic alex martin's the ceo is like everybody loves it because it includes their family and i'm like yeah the inner circle and he's like what are you talking about like i'm like their family their spouse their kids like you include their assistant, you include their event planner, you include yeah. the chief of staff. Like anytime you can include the people around the person in a way that's a purple cow and you make it all about them. There's no logos on any of our gifts. It's their name. It's their family name. It's all about them. So if you want a gift to be amazing, 
take your own ego out of it. It's not about the coolest gift. It's about making the gift land and be something that they that honors them, that makes them feel seen, that makes them feel known. And even if your love language isn't gifts, like Gary Chapman, the five love languages guy, is a mentor of mine. And, you know, God's wired us to be all five of those, by the way. Like, yep. we have a primary and a secondary, but, like, if you, like, take and handwrite a note and then hand deliver it to somebody and it's an amazing gift that's all about them and you're spending time with them, like, you can take all of the love languages and weave it in and actually multiply the impact of the gift because we all love to be, you know, recognized and seen totally. and noticed. And, totally. and the, the cool thing about the tangible, physical gift and really gifting and all of those is just love like the the knife the mug the whatever is just a delivery vehicle for love that's all it is and what's cool about it being tangible is every time the knife is used every time the mug is used every time like hopefully daily there's a subconscious trigger psychologically that says that person knows me loves me and cares about me so you're the most top of mind person in that life because of the physical visual element. That's the beauty of it. It's like a physical representation of love. It's not that they couldn't go buy it for themselves because you're not gonna buy something for Ed Milet that he couldn't go buy for himself. Same with John Gordon yeah. or really any most, most people that are making six, seven, eight figures. But, it's, but when you put the story and the thoughtfulness and, the, and create this element of an experience with the tangible and you honor their spouse, that's why the Ooh. knives work. It's like Oof. everybody breaks bread in their home with a kitchen and food and drink. It's the hub of the house of every home on the planet is the kitchen. And so when you can weave in that, it becomes a story and a reminder of the relationship. And then now they're telling the story. It's like why given a Rolex is so cool. Every time they look down, you know, Joel Marion is a great example. He sends like these Rolexes out to people. Every time the person looks at their wrist, they think, man, Joel loves me. Joel went way out of his way. He didn't give me a Timex. Now, not everybody can afford a Rolex, it's not, but it's like, wow, on my wrist is a physical representation of love. That's a powerful, that's a powerful Gosh. thing to have. And, and to be able to do that at scale, to be able to say like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love on and hit 100 cities of my most 100 or 200 or 500 most valuable relationships with a physical representation of love. Like nobody, like no Facebook ad's gonna compete with that. It's game over. John? That answer blew me away. I'm going to listen back to that one about five times, and I will just, I'm going to become the best gift giver. You know what? Ugh. You know what? I'm mad at myself. I should have sent you a gift before this podcast instead of after like I'm going to do, but now I'm really going to have to get creative on it. So I'll be thinking on that for the next week. you got something coming to you. All right. I'd love to talk Dude, to you. you're good. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you all day, brother, but I'm going to throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat. Quick answers. Yeah, whatever comes, whatever comes to your mind, shoot it out there. All right. Do you have a favorite mindset quote that you live by? Maybe something that's on your fridge, your bathroom mirror, something that just really resonates with you. You've been dropping just quote bomb after quote bomb on this episode. But what's your favorite? Yeah. So it's it's my original mentor Paul, who is the radical generous guy that really taught a lot of what I teach, and he lived it. He didn't say it. He just did it. You know, he mm -hmm. lived the doing of gratitude, not just the feeling. And the way he lived was give more than is reasonable. Ooh. Most people hold back five or 10%. They hold back because they're worried about being taken advantage of or whatever else. But he always just said, what's the most I can do? That's just how he lived. Love it. And so those two really direct a lot of anything that I do in business or even personal. It's like give more than is reasonable. Don't hold back. 
and what's the most I can do. And if you do both of those things to relationships, they tend to thrive. Gosh, so good. Such a great mindset to have. Hey, what does leaving a legacy mean to you, John? Not necessarily what the world says, billboards, all that, but what did leaving a legacy when you're gone mean to you? Yeah, I, I, I think my, uh, I have four daughters. I call it my, my warrior princesses. Awesome. And my oldest, who's 10, when she was four, I said, you know, because they don't really, when they're four, they don't really, you leave, they don't know what you do for a living. I said, what do you think dad does for a living? Like, they hear me talk and on calls and whatever else. And, and Reagan was like, uh, Dad, you help people love on people. And I was like, oh, man, I need, awesome. I, if that's on my tombstone, wow. here's a guy who helped people love on people. Uh, I get chills every time I think about it. But it's, um, to me, if I can do that and inspire my girls to continue on that legacy, then I've lived a, uh, a life well lived. And that's, that's what I want. Man, how much did your heart melt when your daughter told you that? That Dude, you love every uncle. time I think oh, about it. Oh man, to, that's you know, so cool. Six years later. So so cool. All right, I've got a fun one for you here. We're having a dinner party, and you get to invite three people, dead or alive, that you want to have a conversation with. Who's coming to your party, and what are you eating, cooking, cutting up with the Cutco knives? <laughs> First off, we're having steak. We're yeah. having grass-fed ribeyes with Beautiful. with peppercorn crusted with blue cheese Ooh. melted on top, and a great cab. Ooh. Um, but, uh, I mean, for me, my, my, my faith is super important and I, it's probably maybe a cop out answer. It's like, what's your favorite book? It's Bible. No, yeah. Do I, it I sure. like a lot of other books, but to me, like to be able to dive into my faith and be able to talk to Jesus, to talk to Moses, mm. to talk to Abraham, um, you know, it's uh, a lot of what I do is tied back to core values and faith and, and, uh, and those things. So. Um, I'd like to think that, you know, Jesus is going to make some great wine and we're going to, and we're going to have a, a great conversation and we're going to, we're going to party together over a steak. Man, I wanted to come just for the steak, but for that group, I would love to come to that dinner. I love how you wear your faith on your sleeve too. I have a lot of admiration and respect for that. Like that's who you are. That's who shapes you. Jesus is your, your way is the way that I, I mean, same here with me, but that's, that's awesome, man. So I have a ton of respect for that. Okay, how do, we, hey, how do we all follow you? How do we all support you? Giftology, where do we find that? How can we jump on giving, learning more about giving great gifts and just all about how can we stalk you, John? Yeah, man. Well, I would say that uh, Giftology Group is the core hub. That's where from a speaking, consulting, you know, the done-for-you gifting agency where we're doing it for people and companies. Um, and then, you know, I'm on all the major social media, but at John Rulin on Instagram, and is, uh, you know, we're sharing the crazy things like the cold plunge, but also like some of our best gifting strategies and stories. And, and, uh, and even personally, um, we, we uh, you know, try to be an open book as much as possible there. Hey, everybody, seriously, I speak from extreme experience with this. Get this book, listen to everything you can about John. It will change your life. I'm not even just saying that. So, John, you're amazing. Last question I have before we let you off the Pivot and Go podcast. If you had one piece of advice, just to drop the mic, drop the mic advice for someone who just feels stuck, just feels stuck in their situation and doesn't know how to get out, how can they make a pivot and go? Well, I alluded to it before. I think it's really hip and cool to, you know, Tim Ferriss talked about the five-minute journal. I think he bought like 10,000 of them and gratitude is really important. Like gratitude, mm. it's hard to be fear and when you're in gratitude. 
But I think most people, they write you know, in their gratitude journal and they feel that, but then they don't do anything with it. Yeah. So my encouragement would be to write down you know, one person or five people or do, you know, if you want to be an overachiever, write down three people a day for a month and then go do something to show gratitude. It could be sending them a video of appreciation, it could be sending them a handwritten note, it could be sending them a gift, it could be, you know, taking them out to, to a dinner. Don't take them out to dinner and pick their brain. By the way, that's the worst thing that you can tell somebody on the planet is like, basically, I want your time for free. Um, but go show up for that person and appreciate them. If you really want to go crazy, write a handwritten note. Take an hour to write it and then go read it to them. You'll both ball like babies because like most people aren't ever noticed and recognized and seen that way. But my recommendation would be start with at least one and go all in on sh- doing gratitude. Um, and then the next day, do another one. And then the next day, do another one. Mm. But you want to get out of a funk. You start loving on people and taking the focus off yourself. It's hard to not shift and pivot into a better direction. That's an amazing answer. I talk about the big three that I do every morning, sending out a video message to someone I haven't talked to for a while, just letting them know I'm thinking of them, cheering them on, caring for them. So powerful, man. And the pick your brain, it's funny you say that. Like, that's what I tell everybody. Like, do not ask that question that you can pick your brain because time is the most valuable thing. And my man, you gave us so much time and so much gold. So I thank you for coming on this Pivot and Go podcast. You are changing lives. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to do a lot of thinking on what this gift is going to be to give to you. John, (laughs) you are the man. Thank you, brother. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, David. Pivot and Go.